Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. live in a building with other people i've unfortunately realized that even when your prefrontal cortex is fully developed people still don't have common sense right yeah um (laughs) and and sometimes that's the building's fault sometimes they're very sensitive fire alarms yeah but also some people don't understand that range hoods that have fans right (laughs) (laughs) Um, and i would love to live in a place where i don't need to constantly be afraid of like oh it's 9 p.m i'm gonna get ready for bed i've slugged (laughs) i've i'm ready to chill do i need to worry that craig downstairs is gonna set off the fire alarm right that would be go down several fights of stairs yeah you know and just a good ease of uh anxiety on that regard Mm -hmm. would be nice (laughs) absolutely i think that is if i could get to that point in my life that is where i would like to be yeah i think i believe in you i think that's possible but apparently that means that i need to get into fucking stonks right (laughs) make millions of dollars yeah Um, gotta be a GameStop stonk person now God. Yeah. You know, but someday that's my that's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, welcome to Into Twilight. Hey. Where we wish that we were richy rich. You know? Yeah. And try not to talk too much about stonks, but it happens. And you know what? Yeah. We're here. <laughs> I don't mainly because I don't understand math. Sure, right. That's that's crucial. Yeah. Um so that is a that is a critical component yeah. for it. And also it's not funny content. No. That's st- also a primary component. The funniest thing about stonks is stonks, the word. Which isn't even really what it's called. So there's yeah. no more humor to, to be had there. Yeah, it's really just a visual meme, and unfortunately, we have yet to realize over the past five years that visual memes don't translate that well uh, in an audio medium. Not with that attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, if I am coming across a little bit like I am trying to sell you a trade uh, (laughs) show today, if I'm sounding a little bit QVC. Sure. Um, that is not intentional and, you know, it might be, um, but it's not, I, I am, am unfortunately realizing that it does sound like I have taken an edible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I am just trying my best to have a normal voice level today, um, because I have unfortunately fucked up my throat and, you know, like like a true singer, like a true artiste. Right. 
Um, I am <laughs> I am breaking my vocal rest yeah. today. <laughs> so uh, n- does that mean that I can get through this episode without screeching? Who's to say? Who is knows? This, is Tune this in to find true, out. Keep listening. Is we'll this see. my true gift to future editing Cody? Maybe. Mm. You know? Yeah. How are you, by the way? I am doing pretty good. Um, I well, think we've been saying this for the past few weeks, but really the Christmas creep is here. It's like days away for it's, us. It's days away for us. Um, if you are listening to this, Christmas is over. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> I hope it was fine. Hope any holiday you celebrated was good. Um, but my happy thing this week is I well, want to give a shout out to matching pajama sets. I am so excited about Be- this. Please go on. I So my partner and I have been wanting to have matching pajamas because we're cute. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we're very adorable. It's fine. Um, and we've always been thinking about it. And we're like, this is, let's do it. It's Christmas. Let's get some nice shit and i personally have never like ever had like fancy nice matching pajamas they're so expensive they're so expensive first of all like i think i had maybe one as like a kid possibly but i never really wore it too often so it's not really part of my experience as a sleep person someone who sleeps okay (laughs) but i was like fuck it Let's do it. And shout out friend of the pod, Rachel Whitehurst, <laughs> who literally tweeted about a set. I'm not going to say the brand name because they're not paying us. So they're it's not, not an ad, and I'm not going to give them free clout. But they are very cute. But they're very cute. We didn't get those exact ones. We got them in a different style. But um, I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. They look very soft. They look very cool. Mm-hmm. And they fucking are. And I've just Hell been yeah. living in these pajamas. They have pockets. <sighs> They're warm, but also, like, breathable, so it's not, like, full, um, like, flannel vibes, you know? And that's the thing. It's so hard to find good, like, not just good quality, but ones that you feel like you can vibe in. Right. Exactly. That's crucial. I completely agree. So that is a good, that is good feedback to hear for next year. Right. So, um, highly recommend getting yourself, and it's just cute as fuck to wear two things that match each other, you know? A hundred percent. It's just like, you don't have to think about what you're wearing. You look great. You're wearing one thing all the way down, baby. It's great. A hundred percent. And I think that's why, like, I wish that when I was younger, I hadn't made fun of cartoon characters for wearing the same thing every day. Sure, because because that's me. That's my life now. (laughs) That is my, that is what I am going for when I shop for clothes now. It's like, what is something where I can have, essentially wear the same thing every day? Right. (laughs) Not have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I do when I approach pajamas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, Fuck yeah. That, yeah. I love that. Thank you. It's a great journey for me. I'm very excited to just blow all of my money on pajamas now for the rest of my life. I think that's a good investment for me specifically. I mean, if we're going to have to be home, you might as fucking well. Right? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. How are you, my friend? Um, well, I could be better. Sure. But that's of my own making, <laughs> I think. Um, because what I have found out is I am fairly, I'm like a about 95% sure I have laryngitis. Yep. Um, and this is 
again, from my own making, because I can't shut my gob. Right. <laughs> and so I have this from talking too much, um, which is just, you know, it's so on brand, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, one thing I found out this year, so I'm 27 years old when I found this out. Mm-hmm. I always thought that the 12 days of Christmas was the 12 days leading up to Christmas. Yeah. Some motherfucker said on Twitter, and I'm going to take this as fucking gospel because it makes right. sense to me. <laughs> that's the, the truth. It's on Twitter. It's the truth. That's what happened. Right. And I'm not going to fact check it because everything that's said on Twitter is true. Yeah. The 12 days of Christmas is actually the days between Christmas and New Year's. And that's fucking wild. That doesn't make oh, any well. sense. I don't like it. We should have that's... workshopped that a little bit more in the think tank, perhaps. Because... The song? Hello? That changes everything. Anyways, um, so that's where I, my, that's where my mind is right right now. Um, (laughs) That's my hyperfixation of the week. (laughs) That's just where my brain is at. But my happy thing this week is also holiday related. Um, And I am bringing something that has not just been a happy thing for me this year, but also for the past fucking 26 25 years um is something that i have had in my stocking for as long as i can remember yeah and i'm so glad that this is something that is still being made first of all yeah um and it is the lifesaver gummies christmas book okay (sighs) so saying that this is a book is very generous right (laughs) it is essentially a cardboard shaped box that is shaped like a book sure and when you open it the inside flap has like games it's like you know like a traceable puzzle or whatever the fuck i don't give a shit about that yeah what I care about is when you open the box there are two different packs of lifesaver gummies one are the original, the other are the berry flavored. Now, any time of the year outside of Christmas, if you offered me one lifesavers or two lifesaver gummies, I would spit in your face. Yeah. Because they're trash. But yeah. During Christmas, specifically when I have my stocking, when I see these, I get so <laughs> hyped for them. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think it's just tradition. Like, it's just like, oh, hell yeah. These are here. They are available and they are specifically gummy, which is the best. Lifesavers are not good. Yeah. But let's they be honest are, with ourselves. <laughs> let's just be honest. That's, that's fine. One of my favorite things about them as a kid and still to this day is the fact that with Lifesaver gummies, you can, like, stretch them and you can pull them apart. So they're a toy and they taste fine. Right. <laughs> so, um, but there's something very nostalgic that whenever I see these, um, they make me happy. Yeah, there is and something so, very charming about these. Just yeah. looking at them. You know, it's very great like i love a little interactive thing like for candy or whatever it's like let's just make an experience out of it like everyone loves advent yeah. calendars everyone loves like the fun little surprise or whatever and just like opening up a thing in a new way it's mm-hmm. like ooh, very fun it is something that is like so simple yeah 
um, that makes me very happy to see. And I don't know that I ever expressed as a child that I was like, I like lifesavers. I think it was just kind of forced upon me. Right. And now... I eat them out of tradition, um, but <laughs> it does make me happy to see it. So yeah. I appreciate it nonetheless. Absolutely. Um, I am very excited to share our current events, even though they are not necessarily good news. Right. Um, they are, Don't come they bearing are gifts this week. Uh- <laughs> no. Um, the first piece of news this week was something that I found out via friend of the pod, Wolfgang. Thank you, Wolfgang. Um, would you like to share this piece of news with Absolutely. us? Play um, the sad music. Right. <laughs> My heart will go on, plays in the background. Yeah. We get sued immediately. Um, I, I if say we got sued by Celine, I would literally I would welcome it I would frame that cease and desist (laughs) immediately are you kidding me god I would frame it too holy shit yeah I would put that on t-shirt that'd be our new merch we just make merch out of that (laughs) oh my god if she knew who we were yeah what a treat but yeah we made it 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 I have a heavy heart relaying this news (laughs) and it's that the Twilight movies are leaving Netflix in January. We just got these back. Literally in July. It's been so six it's been months. It's been six months. It's been six months that we've had the sweet, sweet embrace and <laughs> the sweet comfort. Um, which also speaks to the things we've been talking about forever throughout this whole thing is that they keep, they flip flop platforms all the fucking time. So I'm all sure Lionsgate has like a wild contract that they go through each time and have very weird demands, I'm sure, of like what they expect yeah. and how much they want from it. Because realistically, like, why does this keep switching so many places when they have such a, like, devout, you know, audience and staple? completely agree. I definitely think that it's one because of the drama of it all. Yes. Love the drama. I live for the drama. (laughs) (laughs) And also, it's because of the, the fact that Lionsgate doesn't have... Right. It doesn't have its own streaming service. And so it's like, who... Who's going to pay the most? Right, exactly. It's like, who wants me? Eh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that that comes at a a detriment, um, especially because of the fact that, like, when Netflix had all of them this summer, it caused so much, like, everyone was talking about it. It was a huge deal. Yeah. I agree. I think it's just, like, a terrible business model for Lionsgate. If they just 100%. literally made their own shitty little app, only put the Twilight movies on it, charged however much they would, they want to, and say, this is the only place you can watch them streaming, and that's it, the amount of money they would make could totally outweigh, perhaps, I don't know the lengths of these deals, I don't know how much fucking guap they're getting from Netflix, from Hulu, from Amazon, whatever. But like, if they were just like, fuck it, we're, we're, we're the number one pig now. And it's just going to be a Twilight literally exclusive situation. Right. The amount of herds you can get and the amount of like easy clap, like get in there and subscriptions would be immense. I can imagine. I just imagine that they are probably, they've got to be in negotiations with some sort of streaming service because Lionsgate totally. 
owns so many big, big series. Yeah. They own so many of them that if you, if they even just made a contract with one of them and was like, okay, we're putting all of our projects on here. Yeah. Because I think the idea of having one more streaming service right now just makes me want to. No, it's terrible. Like, it's terrible for the culture, but I feel like would make them a fuck ton of money. Of course, of course. They would make a lot of money. Um, It's just, it's one of those things that, like, pisses me off of, like, just decide. Because the idea of not having a consistent place, I think, is bad for their, it's bad for totally Right. Too. Um, And just, can you imagine, (laughs) can you imagine all of the different, like, random ass checks that Kristen's accountant gets? Right. From Hulu, from Netflix, like all it's over. Been on, it's got to have been on almost all of the streaming services at this point. Yeah, at this point, probably every one of them. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's weird. But thank you for making us aware of that Wolfgang. I appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you. Um, this Batman news that you brought to the space is wild. Could yeah. you share this with the class? Yes, absolutely. So. We, in typical form, back to our roots, um, we are recording before a big relevant thing uh, comes out proper uh, to the World Wide Web, um, which is annoying, but you know, I'm comfortable here, I've been here, I've lived in this space before, I'm not going to let it get to me, it's okay. At least we're not being caught off guard this time. Exactly. We know it's coming, so we did prepare, so checkmate, Empire Magazine, all right? Um, and the thing is, we haven't had a lot of Batman news in quite a while. No, it's been quiet for a We've while. been on the case to beat for a hot minute. We've been, you know, dabbling with all the other properties because we really haven't heard a peep about the Batman, the Batman, um, since it wrapped, basically. And then and they had yeah, that Lego set or whatever. Not much not since. Not a fucking doula peep. Yeah. Not a little doula peep. <laughs> not a doula peep in sight. And then they're like, hey, so Empire Magazine is going to have a full multi-cover uh, issue fully about with a huge exclusive deep dive into the Batman everything you've ever wanted interview with Rob interview with Matt Reeves interview with everyone involved everyone's we got all these new sexy photos and here have at it here's some slop you pigs go get it kind of vibe um so like I get it I get the flex of being like hey you've been dormant for a little bit um but here's some fresh content we made it for you please take it in a big way. So yes. we have a couple things. They're all mostly little tidbits because it's not technically out yet, but they have released some previews of some of the quotes and some of the interviews and some of the photos. So we, we just have, want you all to know that right. we didn't forget. We didn't forget. We knew it was coming. They just did us dirty. And that's on them. And not our and planning. Also, <laughs> who drops it on fucking, what Literally is that? on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Eve Eve. Like, Rude. Cruel and unusual. Come on. We have things to do. Man, come on. Like, stop it. Yeah. You know? So we get a lot of sick pictures. This cover, Rob looks very constipated in, but I do love it. (laughs) It is very funny. These eyes, hello? These eyes, they're staring into my soul. It is here. Um, I'm very curious why they decided to do five... Uh, five covers right five covers i think there's two or two, two covers. of rob i think perhaps yeah 
two covers for Empire and yes. not Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, like, that is interesting. When I think, like, when I think of not just, like, a multiple cover situation, but when I think of, like, superheroes, I automatically think of, like, EW. Yes. Yeah. And so it's, like, Empire. Okay. Yeah. Go okay. off. <laughs> but, yeah, this is a... It's a choice. Yeah. That's for sure. I think the most pressing news of this that we have been gleaned to here outside of the photos, which are nice and you can look at them at your own time, um, is the fact that Matt Reeves was inspired uh, by Kurt Cobain in his crafting of Batman and Robert Pattinson playing him in it, which, like, hello? This... Hello. Okay, so Matt, we need to talk about this. Right. Um, <laughs> Matty boy. <laughs> because what do you what do you mean? Like Yeah. Cause it sounds like based on what Matt says here that it's just Nirvana's music. Yes, right. Right. Yeah, but very like, much the grunge aesthetic. Yeah, like, are you talking about grunge, Matt? Or are you saying that, like, this is a trans movie? Right! <laughs> because... You have to I think be that, specific. Like, because, like, what I know about Kurt Cobain and some of the, like, history about Kurt Cobain is that, like, this is... Hey, Matt, are you aware? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, bud. Of... of Kurt and like the history here or are you just saying like yeah like Robert Pattinson's Batman like might have worn like plaid and like was a sad boy yeah. or are you saying that like this is a political statement and right. <laughs> um that diversity me- win we did it we got a yeah. trans Batman and it's Robert Pattinson we have a trans Batman we did it um <laughs> We have a trans billionaire Batman. Because, like... That's representation, folks. We did it. That's it. Absolutely. I do... I just Um, love the the image in my mind, my mind's eye, of Matt Reeves just, like, opening up his laptop, being like, all right, I'm going to write the first act of this Batman movie. I'm going to do it. Let's go. And he puts on (laughs) something in the way by Nirvana. Or, uh, it was, yeah, Something in the Way by Nirvana. Yeah. Just to really set the mood from the jump. And I really... Or was... That just really because, tickles me in a beautiful way. Because I'm going to, like, fucking throw my laptop if it's just that, like, from what we see on these photos here, that it's Robert Pattinson's Batman has, like, a hole in his shirt. And it's right. Like, yeah, this <laughs> is inspired by Nirvana. And it's right. Like, it's I'm like going he has to... tattered clothes and is a little, his hair is a little messy sometimes. That's grunge, baby. That's Kurt that's Cobain, like, baby. That's like, that, yeah, like that, like my Pinterest board had Kurt Cobain on it. And it's like, Matt Reeves, <laughs> I'm hey, bud. you. <laughs> you suck. I hate you. <laughs> hey, you're the actual worst. And I can see why Robert Pattinson wanted to fucking fight you. Yeah, in the parking lot. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, obviously, like, the movie's not out. Sure. We don't uh, know. We so don't know. we don't know. But it's not looking good for you, Matt Reeves. <laughs> Matt, turn your location uh, on. We just want to talk. <laughs> we just want to hang out. I want to have a fight with Matt Reeves yeah. with my fucking me emoji on. <laughs> me emoji. 
Yeah, I'm so mad. Yeah, I can't even yell right now. So it just yeah, sounds like, I'm, like gentle parenting, yeah. Matt Reeves. <laughs> Convey your anger, but it's deep. I feel it. I feel it through the sound waves. And I can't even do like that, like intonation that I do. And it's like Jacob. It's like no. It sounds like I'm gentle parenting you. And it's like I really just want to fucking like scream my guts out right now. Yeah, but I have to take care of my vocal cords. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Anyways. We do have a listener comment, but it fits in with our text. Fuck yeah. So we can slot that in when we get there. Hell yeah. Um, when we last read Frostbite, we were talking about Adrian slash Randall from Monsters, Inc. Yes. <laughs> and um, how he sent too many... I would say just a gaggle of perfumes. Right, a gaggle, I think, is a good word for that. <laughs> and they were, he was having a conversation with Rose at the dinner party where Lissa was like, let's just not, let's just not fight. Yeah. Let's let, Can we be good let's let, now? Let's be good. And they were like, yes, queen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Rose and Adrian were talking. Um, I think the last thing that we heard was uh, Janine came over. Yeah. So where are we picking up at? Uh, chapter 17 starts and Janine is pissed. <laughs> Janine is for seemingly no reason. It's not really warranted. There's no real inclination as to why. Uh, but she's just like running up at Rose, like grabs her arm, like sloshes her champagne that's in her hand. And she's like, they're just yelling at each other and being very aggressive because Rose is like, what the hell is going on? What is happening? Like, I know we don't have a great relationship, but these this seems out of character for what we got mm-hmm. going on here. What's going on? Um, and she's just like, well, you're making a spectacle of yourself. You're, look, you're dressing up like a cheap whore in front of like very fancy people and making us look bad and whatever, whatever. Um, and, you know, her flirting with Adrian calling that out and being like again being like you you know what your body looks like your your most perfect breast that, that nobody else has uh-huh. you have to know what that comes with like that responsibility it's just so much out of nowhere yeah it feels very and- aggressive in a way that's not warranted at least even from Janine's standards yeah and so, I mean, based on what the context that we get, it seems like she was at the dinner party because she's like yeah. dressed up in her guardian stuff. And so the fact that she comes up out of nowhere, embarrasses Rose in front of Adrian and also in front of this like other group that was like nearby right. and listening. And is like, you look disgusting. Right. You look awful. <laughs> and it's like, Okay, thanks, mom. Right. Uh, uh, can I continue to party now with people can that I, I want to impress? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just so, it's just unfounded. Like, it's so unnecessary. Yeah. And then we get this fun little comment that totally sends Rose in a tailspin in which Janine is like, you know, you, you're acting like a child. You act like a child, which is what dimitri always tells rose and rose is like i can't 
do this right now. My brain, yeah. I don't like this. This is not fun for me. Hate it here. <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, I feel really bad for her yeah. in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's a moment, too, where she's like, my life is a disaster. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything has uh, is not coming up Millhouse. No. Um, and I don't, not, I can't, I'm not good. Things are not good. Here. Yeah. Not so. good. And so Rose is like, I'm out. I'm just going to, like, have a little pity party because I'm emotionally scarred for a little bit yes and i'm just gonna walk out of this like creepily open door (laughs) just go outside where it's covered in snow and i'm only wearing like a party dress kind of vibe yep and then our jacket no nothing mr man dimitri it's like hey are you cold (laughs) hey uh it's probably not uh safe for you to be out here like this yeah she's on this like random rooftop deck yeah. That she just, like, randomly found. Right. And it's just like, hey, this doesn't seem safe or good. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, there's a part of her, it seems like, that is, like, excited that he's there, but is also like, hey, I am not, I can't do this right now. So. Right. Yeah. And it's like, again, Dimitri bringing up trying to like come from a place of like hey maybe you should you know think about what your mom's going through a little bit more than you do um kind of vibe which he tends to do um and it's just like hey you know maybe she's kind of like projecting a lot of her own internalized shame that she had and maybe you should think about that and rose is like i never even fucking considered that my mom is a person (laughs) like i never never even came like she's just like this badass warrior and is very mean to me and like was not part of my life so like she's not a person you know which is a very easy thing to do and it's understandable to an extent um but that's like the first real moment where she's like oh yeah maybe i'm actually kind of i do remind my mom of her in a way that maybe makes her scared because she kind of fucked your life up in a way that she will never figure out you know this scene was tough yeah Um, because i think that dimitri has on several occasions um come off as if he's like not defending janine but like he has a little bit more perspective Mm -hmm. so um he's like almost kind of like ask uh, kind of like suggesting to rose of like how what if you consider this from a different perspective right and before, Rose is like, fuck you, Dimitri. Right, like, how dare you? <laughs> this is not, this isn't helpful. And this is the first time that Rose was like, damn, uh, I literally hadn't thought about it like that. Um, of like the things that she had said um, maybe weren't meant for me. She right. just needed to say them. Right. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't take away the fact that they weren't okay. Right, and the pain. It just meant, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it just means that, like, that puts them into a different context. And I think that, like, the fact that there's a moment where I think she, her jaw, like, literally drops is is really interesting. Because it, it shows how much um, 
and we've joked before like in this book that there really hasn't been that much that's happened Um, but I think that this book has shown that there's been a lot of internal growth that's happened for Rose yeah totally Um, and you know she's still a minor she's still 17 but I do think that she is having a lot of epiphanies Uh of like whoa the way that I've seen my mom was as a parent and now I'm starting to see her as a human. Right. Um, you yeah. Know, they're not human, but like, right. Yeah. A, right. As an adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. Which is, uh, is really interesting to see a character go through. Yeah. There's like a lot of, I like how much it invests in her own, like internalized, uh, realizations, I guess, and epiphanies and stuff. Cause like even earlier on in this chapter, she's like, yeah, I don't know why my mom's being so weird about this. Like, I don't even... I used to be kind of, like, a party girl and, like, used to, like, you know, hang out with people and, like, do bad things or whatever. But, like, I don't really do that shit to the same level anymore. And, like, my priorities have changed. And then this later moment, this very popularly highlighted quote, (laughs) according to my Kindle, is that she's, like, also going through her relationships with Mason and with Dimitri and with Adrian and being like, yeah, I don't really know. Like, these are all just like funnels for my unresolved shit and that's unfair to me and to them and like i'm not gonna force things that aren't there with especially with mason you know 100 percent. and it's like wow growth we love to see it respect especially because i think that the the internal growth that we're seeing with rose is translating to her external like her actions as well totally not just like with the relationship she's having with people which is happening but like even in the next chapter like it's influencing the way that she's working as well and i think that that's something that i am appreciating about this book is like she is the very definition of a round character is like the way that her um, the way that her relationships are changing her is uh-huh. how it's like changing her. Um, I guess I can say her career, yeah, um, right. as well. So it's good to see that that is working both ways. Yeah, and even her too being like, "You should really take that job with Tasha." Like, I'm, I'll be <sighs> sad about it, but like, I think it's for the best for you. And obviously, I don't want you to feel like you're compromising any potential yeah. job and or romance. For me and for whatever this is you know that was so sad and it's like oh, and like she leans her head on his chest and they just sit there and she's yeah. like all right i gotta go break someone's heart by <laughs> okay thank you for the pep talk dimitri and it's like ah. it was so this part hurt so bad Ugh, it's so brutal. and yet it was like it was I don't, it's not weird, but, like, it was one of the most intimate moments that they've had. Right, because previously it's, like, this, like, aggression and this, like, passion that's so overwhelming, especially for a teenager, right? And, like, all these, like, secrecy and, like, very, like, bursting of emotions and stuff that feel very uncontrollable. But this was, like, one of the few, like, just pulled back moments where they just, like, sat there and were with each other in a way that they just cared about each other and weren't even talking, really. And the parts really. where she was like, 
noticing how he smelled in his coat. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, fuck you, Ferrero. Right, <laughs> Ferrero, shit, come on. Because it was just, it was intimate. And like, yes, they were touchy, but it was like, uh, it wasn't like sexual. It was right. just them saying goodbye Mm-hmm. And it hurt so bad. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. <sighs> um, so, fuck you, Ferrero. Yeah, how dare you? Damn it. How dare Make you me know? feel things. <laughs> I did not ask for this. I did not. Um, especially because the next chapter is very, like, buddy comedy. Yeah, this chapter takes from- a real pivot, for sure. We were in a deep, like, emotional soft land. We are back in goofs, hijinks. And potential two, danger. <laughs> yeah, people hating each other and yet working with each other. Like. Right. I love it. So, excuse me. Um, so, chapter 18. Rose is like, all right, I gotta dump this boy real quick. I can't do this I anymore. I gotta go break this kid's heart. I gotta break this kid's heart. I'm gonna do it. And, like, goes, walks up to his room, like, barefoot. At some point, she's like, these heels suck. I'm just gonna walk barefoot into this lodge. Mood. Which, like, girl boss, love it. Um... And opens the door, and Shane is there, who is Mason's roommate. Um, and we Mason's not there. Shane. We know, we know, and love Shane. We love mm-hmm. him, and definitely can remember um, at least one thing about him uh, outside of him being Mason's roommate in this current situation. Um, so, so Shane's there, and she's like, "Where the fuck is Mason?" And he's like, "I thought he was with you. Like, I thought he was packing up a bag for a sexy little vacay for you," which already is brings up like question marks in rose's mind of being like people can't leave this place that's not that's not how this works that's not how this works this is heavily guarded because people just died very recently and also this was already protected before that because people died previously to that and so everything was on very much of lockdown so she's like "Mm, interesting i don't didn't realize that mason could just decide that didn't apply to him right i guess mason's above the rules sure (laughs) whatever sure sure so yeah. she does a little bit of ground investigative reporting here on the ground being like hey have you seen mason hey have you seen mason does anyone here does anyone know who mason is <laughs> can have anyone you, i've lost my dog have you seen him? <laughs> lost my poor dog can you please lead him back to me he's very scared and very alone he cannot handle he's it he's carrying himself. a knapsack yeah. weirdly um <laughs> if you i have five bucks you may have saw him just eat shit (laughs) while skiing Mm -hmm. that one time uh if that strikes a a bell for you yeah so just think about that maybe and then come back to me if you see him (laughs) and then someone is like a a a door guy a guardian or a guardian is like notable door guy no notable door guy sorry a guardian is comes up it's like yeah i've seen him you know uh and I let your dog out the door. Yeah, I and he onto just, the freeway. He left. He left. Um, and she's like, "What? <laughs> Sorry, what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like he was there, and like Eddie, who we all know and love and totally remember. Um, and then Mia was there. Um, and then they just left. So yeah. And she's like, "What are you talking about? First of all, why are these people together, hanging out? That's weird. Second of all, how did you let them out, and why?" And he's like, "Yeah, they asked me to." so yeah like wayward bound we just like let them go yeah they wanted to get let out so we just we just let them out <laughs> and she's like what is happening right now yeah they said that the yard was too small right yeah, <laughs> they need to run around so yeah they, need they just needed a place. more room yeah they need to pee outside so they just <laughs> <laughs> went did that 
And then Rose is in her mind being like, that's strange on many levels because this is very highly guarded. And the only way really that could work is if someone used compulsion because the only way we and really did it got in a out bad way. in the bad way because we got out of the academy because of Liz's compulsion, which is very good, but even still is a pain in the ass. And here, right. if someone like Mia is flirting with the idea of evil magic and using it for your for your own own sick and twisted deeds um could work in that way and she's like fuck because that means if they're gone they and using compulsion they have have to break up with this dude and go find him right i have to go find him and then immediately break up with him but it means where they're going is fucking spokane (laughs) and like okay so first of all this mm-hmm. sucks for a couple different reasons, right? Yes. Because, like, Rose told told Dimitri's confidential information to Mason. Yeah, spilled the beans, and was the only and Mason was like the only person she told. So she's like, if these if these fuckers die, that's on me, right? And Dimitri will definitely be mad about that. Yes, because <laughs> we're already running low on our population. Yeah. Second of all, I need to break up with this dude so they can't <laughs> kill him yet, right? And third of all. <laughs> They're not supposed to be off the ski resort. So what the fuck? So I love her solution. And mm. it's like, well, I'm obviously not going to tell Dimitri. Yeah, no, fuck that. Because I just said goodbye to him. Right. And that was very uh, powerful of me to do that. And I'm not going to go back and be like, hey, wait, one more thing. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my only other option is to go see Christian. Yeah. Oh, this Christian thing is so fucking funny. Cause, I like, love it so much. Listen. I understand that Christian has been learning magic with Lissa and with and with Tasha. Not very well. That's important to note. Um, But have we not learned from the first uh, little heist mission in which Christian just weaseled his way into the backseat of the car and basically died and just made everyone's life miserable especially roses because he couldn't keep up and he was not very useful <laughs> in any yeah, of those homeboy, regards homeboy died and his shadow kiss now to yeah. Lisa. so like so how about we think about not this good magic not good not good magic um and that is played other out other than fire other than fire very good at fire very, very good. good very good at fire um so she's like all right let's let's get christian and just settle our differences, whatever, and just right. go up to this guardian and do a little compulsion. And he whiffs it so bad. Like, <laughs> so rolls a one on persuasion. Literally, literally a, a nat one. A nat, maybe even a nat zero. Just nothing. I know there's no zeros, yeah. but just that version of it. Um, yeah, he's like, I need you to let us out the gate. And it's like, hey, <laughs> you're gonna like, let me out. And he's like, sorry, what was that? Sorry, what? Did Sorry, you what? Excuse me, did you say something? To the point where Rose has to, like, fucking take a two-by-four. And, and like, just barrels this dude in the head, in the back of the yeah. head. And it's funny, too, that she's like, I'm going to have to deal with the consequences later of this, but I do kind of wish that one of my professors saw that because I was pretty sick. And they would like me more for it, I think. <sighs> Amazing. I love to see it. Christian is so bad at this. He's um, so bad and it's honestly should be more embarrassing for him because 
for a while there, he didn't, Homeboy didn't have friends. Right. And ha- theoretically had nothing else to do but get good at magic. So, So hello. what's going on, buddy? What um, else were you doing? What were you doing? Watching porn? Like, yeah, right. what were you doing? <laughs> what were you doing? <sighs> Anyways, um, one of my favorite parts of this, too, like, I love the fact that these two are, like, listen, we obviously couldn't bring Lissa because we both love her. Right. <laughs> even though they both think they love her more. Yes. <laughs> it's always and, a battle. Um, they finally, like, hitchhike to this uh, bus station, and Rosa's like, fuck, dude, uh, you're rich or whatever. Do you, like, have money to get us on this bus? Because I did not think that far. Yeah. Thought, um, thought I had this all figured out. I do not have the fare on me. So can you spot us, actually? Can, are you good, <laughs> are you actually? Good for it. Good. Um, because the thing is, is, like, there's not really... There's... From what they say is, like, they were able to get... There's, like, three main lines of travel. Right. Um, uh, in this, they're in what it says in the book is Lowston, Idaho. <laughs> and so they get tickets from Lowston, Idaho to Spokane. And this is where our listener comment is very important. Ooh. Hell yeah. So we have a message here from one of our patrons, Abby. So hello. Thank you, Abby. And Abby Abby says, I finished Frostbite last week and felt the need to explain something that the book got wrong. Spokane, Washington is not rural at all. It's one of the bigger cities in the area with, I believe, three different big malls. I can confirm this is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I have been there. It's the place everyone around my area goes if they want to do any real shopping. Next thing is Lowston, Idaho is not a place. <laughs> it's Lewiston and I live there. I was laughing so hard when they got to that point and I can't figure out if it's a typo in the book or she just decided to change the name slightly for no good reason. That is fascinating. (laughs) Abby, I agree. Because when I saw this, my brain immediately corrected it to Lewiston. I was like... Yeah. And so when I was looking at it again, I was like, what the fuck? What is this? Right. Um, And so that is important to know. Could you tell us a little bit more about what happens when they do get to Spokane? <laughs> because this is literally like one of my favorite parts of the book so far. It's so fucking good. Cuz you know, Christian pulls is Christian's like Rose, hey. Cuz Rose hey. like kind of goes back into Lissa's brain for a little bit where they're chastising her being like, "Where are they?" Oh, yeah. She's like, "I don't know," which is really sad. Uh because she really doesn't know and she thinks they're all just like hanging out without her. <laughs> you know, which is not the case. It's literally a rescue mission. Um but Christian's like, "Hey, we're here." We're in this plaza. There's like a little cafe, a shopping center. Um, let's just see where these fools are, you know? Right. And they're literally just like chilling, <laughs> just yep. vibing. 
and just in the food court in the food court literally just chilling at the mall and it's so fucking funny and they're and mason is like how did you guys find us or eddie was it eddie eddie is, eddie is like how did you guys find us and we're like you guys are not slick like we, <laughs> where do you think we think you would be like come on this is yeah. silly. And they just keep fighting with each other. And like, well, did you kill any Stragoy? Did you find any Stragoy? And Eddie's like, no, we didn't. <laughs> no. Um, and Mia's like, hey, why are you still against this? We could totally kick their asses. And they're like, and Rose's like, literally, what are you talking about? I know you're traumatized because your mom just died by a Stragoy. And that sucks, dude, for sure. And you need to but process you can't that. Kill- Strigoi with water so but we have nothing you have like steaks that you've stolen from who knows where and right. no any real training especially and they're not even silver steaks they're omaha steaks so they're... what are you gonna do with those <laughs> you got some slabs of meat that's gonna do nothing you guys come on now my favorite thing about this when so christian and rose like as soon as they get into the mall they like immediately go to the food court yeah and all three of these motherfuckers are not just in the food court, but they're there and they look like miserable yeah. and dejected. Yeah, they're like, we didn't have you a know cool that, big like, moment that we wanted. You know that like they all had enough money to like go in on one Annie Ann's pretzel. Totally, yeah. And they're like tired, they're thirsty, they're exhausted and hungry. And so when these to show up and they're like we fucking found you we're gonna tell the vampire cops that you're here also mason i need to break up with you and it's like damn it like yeah this uh, is the worst fucking like i can't do this anymore <laughs> this is from the worst yeah, day this is the worst day ever um <laughs> like damn all of this sucks um but it's wild to me that after all this, because they do have, like, a little bit of time to kill. Yeah. Um, before the next bus comes, because apparently there's, like, two. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow Rose gets bullied into going to search for the Strigoi again. Right. And she's, like, being, like, kind of stern parent, being like, guys, we need to, like, not get into trouble here and get ourselves killed and they're like it'll be fine there's nothing down there we'll just go down these spooky little steps and just yeah, have a like little spooky us, time so we're good and they yeah, go we're down gonna, like, outnumber them and she's like okay maybe this is pretty boring maybe they're right and then there's just cursed cursed black da Vinci writing. Code. Da, Vin- da vinci's code is on the walls here it gets spooky. It gets spooky Da Vinci Code up in here. So, <laughs> so many letters. Funny, the Da Vinci Code. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot of letters. And yeah. I, that's, and they're like, in the Kindle version, they're like really pixelated. Yeah, it's almost impossible. <laughs> if you couldn't tell which letters, what letters are, it would be in, indecipherable. Yeah, it looks like, uh, in the Kindle version, it looks like you're at the, like an eye doctor screening. Um, so, yeah. and Rose is like looking at this, and um, is and she's like, I cracked the, the code. That, <laughs> yeah, the way that you see it is, it's, it reminds me a lot of the Da Vinci Code because it's like she starts to like see letters, and then she sees words in her right. brain. Yeah, she's like, it's like the math equations coming up in her brain. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is the like first initial or first letter of every royal family. 
It's like a really easy puzzle, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, like, if there's one thing that the Strickler are tracking, it's the royal family. So, like, I feel like that should be an easy uh, thing to gauge. But, you know. I'm really bad at puzzles um, because that's not how my brain works. And I looked at this and I was like, isn't this exactly what the Vagan Guardians were doing? Like, at Janine's room? Yeah, literally. It's like, come on, y'all. This is, Um, we know this. (laughs) Yeah. And so... There was a point where Rose, like, steps back from the wall and is like, we need to get out of here. And you are like, like, get out. Why? Like, It's like, you guys, can you keep up with me, please? (laughs) Yeah. What I found really weird about this chapter is it ends the exact way that uh, Twilight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, like, the looking back and forth. (laughs) The dismay. And because they are, like, walking to the bus stop. Yeah. Just like Bella does when she's in Port Angeles. And the fucking five of them with their noggins get lost. Just like Bella gets lost in Port Angeles. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) The parallels are here. They're there. It's it's the exact same thing. Um, Except for it's Spokane. It's the other side of the mountains. And this fucking gray van comes just up. Just swerves in. <laughs> just like. Just like in Twilight. These three dudes just come out and are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, let's go. And Rose is immediately like fight or flight mode, just like punches these dudes, right? <laughs> like as they she's move got a lot towards of people. She needs to get out. Yeah. She's like, and then like Mason and Eddie are like coming in and getting out, like <laughs> trying to do some little fight moves and stuff. Um, and then she's like, I mean, these guys are big, but they're not very good at fighting. So <laughs> this is actually pretty easy. Um, yeah. And I'm just doing this basically by myself, which is great for me. Um, and I love that. Um, and it's just like, oh. Except for that they fucking broke the fight rules. They did do they did do a bad and <laughs> did all the head stuff. There's one thing that we know about West Side Story fight rules is you don't bring a gun to a fight. You don't bring a gun to a fist fight <laughs> and maybe a steak fight. <laughs> like, right. It's not exactly uh, the way to do it. I don't appreciate and it because that seems a little I, unfair. <laughs> right. It's like you're one, you're adult people. Right. Like, you're adult humans beating up children. Yes, quite literally And you children. have a gun. So, like, seems a, a little, little... Seems a little unfair. Right. And so to take the smallest of them... Yeah, Mia's just, like, who's cowering. Who's just died. Who's, yeah, she's going through so like, much right now. And to put a gun to her, it's like, okay, well... Yeah, hasn't like, she been through enough, y'all? Right, exactly. And then the do the whole, like, take-in situation of, like, get in the van. It's like, right, it's like, we have to okay. go. <laughs> get like, in here. all right. It's like, I just... Uh, Settle down, you yeah. know? Come on. We were having like, fun. <laughs> we were having we fun. Were, we were tussling. We were... Right. It was good. And then you got it, you got it weird and brought a gun in here. And I don't appreciate yeah. that. And now you're doing the whole, like... Listen to me. Oh, she's dead. And it's like, you know, stop being so NPC. Yeah. Like, get some new dialogue. Oh, yeah. Right? Anyways, that's where the chapter ends. So, but we're like 70% of the way. Yeah, we're making our way downtown. And we're fucking, we're not walking fast anymore. We're walking kind of slow. Yeah. Into this fan. Yeah, right, um, yeah. 
Her head's down, hands behind her backs. Right. Very sad. No sudden movements. No. Um, but I imagine that we're going to be getting towards the end game here. So that's pretty exciting. But we do have some patrons here. Hell yeah. That I'm very excited about. Would you like to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. I'm so afraid my fucking voice is gonna crack. Oh no, yeah, this is the this is the do or die moment right here. I know. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Rebecca Collin. Thank you to Mulch. Gray. Mulch. Thank you to Taylor. Uh, Brown. Uh, Town. Uh, Lawner. Yeah. Thank you to Danae Swan. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. <laughs> Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Ooh. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Ooh. Thank you to Alexandra Ozera. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Aaron Weber. Ooh. Thank you to Clara Belikov. Thank you to Katya Karp. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Ooh. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, all of our moms, Kelly Beck. Ooh. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ow. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you to Laura Forty. Ooh. Thank you to Abby Penn. Boing, boing, boing. Thank you to Catherine Hathaway. Ooh. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Dan Zeklos. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I found another fan fiction for you. Thank this, you. I appreciate the, the reporting, it, <laughs> the journalism. You're so welcome. It's from the same 10th anniversary project as oh, last cute. week. The Christmas one-shot compilation. But this is a different story. Yeah. So this is from the author Princess Laura 99 And it's titled Christmas of Forgiveness. Hell yeah. Here is the summary. <laughs> Hope, love, forgiveness. Isn't Christmas all about it? Follow Rose and Dimitri through this journey where they rediscover themselves. Dimitri is a royal Maroi and the king of the Maroi world. He left Rose five years ago when they were students of St. Vladimir's without a word. But now he's back, ready to turn her life upside down. He's a man on a mission with a single target, winning her back. So, 
this is from the start of the story. Hell yeah. Rose opened the door, sensing no danger. Guardian Hathaway, the other guardian said respectfully. (laughs) Yes, Guardian Rogers, Rose said, not sure she got his name right until she saw the bulky man smile. Her eyes immediately flew to the blue-colored badge pinned in his collar. He was a royal guard. Her heart clenched. Somehow she knew. She knew the purpose of his visit. Blue was the current royal color. Blue was, quote, his color. How may I help you? She asked quietly and was proud her voice didn't quiver like her insides were right then. Her palms grew sweaty and her heart was beating so fast. She wasn't sure she could hear the guardian speak over the thudding. The man smiled, sensing her unease. Guardian, you are requested to present yourself before the crown. End scene. Damn. It reminds me a lot of the, like, Christmas prince movies. Yes, there's definitely a Christmas prince vibe going on here. I do love that. Aren't they on, like, the fifth movie or something now? Who knows anymore? I think they have a baby now. I don't know. I'm not keeping I, up. <laughs> I feel like I, I dropped off after, like, the second movie. Sure. Understandable. <laughs> um, but maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll also get back into the ones with Vanessa Hudgens. Yes. I think there's, like, four of her now or yeah, something. Yeah, and there's so many Vanessa Hudgenses, <laughs> and they're all British and whatever, <laughs> to some extent. Um, anyways folks take care of yourselves yeah next week is the last one of the year which is weird yeah um but anyways as we say in the pacific northwest get bit and get whipped and save your voice yes drink some tea (laughs) drink some tea yes Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.